Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. I'm Matthew and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different, a little bit of bonus content for you. We're going to be talking about Megan or Methregan. That is the only time I'm going to make that joke because it will get very tiresome very quickly if I keep doing it. So let's talk about it. It is the new release from Blumhouse and the film was directed by Jared Johnston and written by James Wan and Akila Cooper. So James Wan's credentials, I mean, they're pretty well known by now and he really is one of the most important figures in modern horror. Uh, his resume speaks for itself, just with The Conjuring, so, so many of you know, great films that he's had a part in. Akila Cooper, on the other hand, though, is someone who's an emerging talent in the arena. She's fast making a name for herself in the genre uh, after she scripted Malignant uh, a couple of years ago, and that is a film that I hugely enjoyed. Uh, Jared Johnston, though, is probably the most interesting character on here. Uh, he's you know very new to the game. This really is his first... You know, major feature film release. So, you know, it's a, a great opportunity for him, and it looks like so far very positive reviews for it. And you know, it looks like the film's going to be a big success for him. So, the film follows Katie, who's played by Violet McGraw, and she's a child who loses both of her parents in a road accident and goes to live with her aunt Gemma, who's played by Alison Williams. And uh, Gemma works for a toy company. And she's been working on an AI doll, which she uses to gift to Cody. And it's a present, and also as a product test for the doll, and a way to help alleviate Katie's grief. Uh, the doll is Megan, of the title. And she's given the job to protect Katie from physical and emotional harm. And she takes her job a little bit too far. So, was it any good? Well... The first thing that I would say about the film is that Megan is a delight as a character, and she easily, you know, slots in among the uh, the genre's favorite killers. She's she's always off-putting due to that, you know, uncanny valley nature of the doll. You know, she looks close to human. You know, all the features kind of look right, but not quite to the point where it's realistic and it's off-putting as a result. What I found particularly noticeable, though, and what I thought was a really very good touch, was that the costuming, and she was always dressed in this kind of modern spin updated version of those old China-faced dolls, and, you know, she was dressed like that rather than like, you know, a modern-day child. And, you know, as a result of sort of that off-putting outsider nature you know, as the design and the characterization, she operates in this weird kind of middle ground, you know, being neither child nor adult nor machine. And, you know, it's off-putting to all of those things, you know, she doesn't fit in with any of them. You know, it's that part where, like, even when the characters are forced for good in the early stages of the film, she always feels somewhat ominous and withdrawn from the pleasantries, which... You know, it gives the film this whole sense of dread and, you know, building to something in the early stages right the way through. So even when Megan feels like a good character, you know that something's really going to kick off. You know, indeed, I would say that the, you know, the whole idea of this is set up 
really in like one of the very first shots of the film because we get to see the robot's frame which is very sinister looking quite you know uh, evil looking but we then see that Megan is given the face with silicone over the top of that you know it's, it's a very simple but very effective way of showing you know the horror that's lurking underneath and it just leaves a viewer with that throughout the whole film and it's you know it's a very good way to create an atmosphere uh, so, you know, Megan, I would say, is so successful at this point that I would put money on there being several Megan costumes worn come Halloween, you know, such is the character's distinction and early popularity. So the second point I'd make about the film is that it's acutely aware of what it is, uh, what it's trying to achieve. You know, a sense of fun just, you know, oozes through the whole thing. It's knows its audience skews to the younger side i think and it, you know it plays to that it does leave the film feeling you know a little bloodless and maybe it was one or two kills short i think might may have been a bit more for me personally there that was left on the table but you know the stuff that we do get does still provide you know in, enough scares and you know enough nastiness that I think anyone who enjoys horror movies will get a kick out of it. And, you know, the last thing really I'd like to say in terms of, you know, the film's positive aspects is that it does delve down some paths that are, you know, slightly deeper than I think the marketing suggests. You know, the film, while primarily is about a killer doll, you know, it also allows for some themes of parenthood, you know, and its associated worries of, you know, selfishness, and unworthiness it lets them seep through and i think the film is going to find a big audience uh, amongst teenagers but also i think particularly amongst the parents of sort of you know late you know seven to eight upwards to teenagers i think they're going to really get a kick out of it as a result of that and you know it, it does elevate the film as well because i think a lot of similar films you know they, they develop its central idea of AI being a bad thing and a scary thing. And it sort of ends there. While, you know, Megan, it does this, you know, with its uh, central AI theme, but it also tells a thoroughly human story. And it keeps the relationship between Gemma and Katie as the main focus. And while doing this, you know, it appeals to the audience by allowing us to empathise with these characters but also it does this to serve Megan as it makes her feel like more of an outsider you know not just within the film but also you know the analysis of it you know she's always outside and it makes her scarier as a result uh, but unfortunately though you know while the film is very enjoyable there there are some quite big drawbacks for me uh, I think namely that the film it, it doesn't feel original at all. Almost everything in this film, you know, can be traced back to somewhere else. You know, from child's play right the way through to, you know, the new child's play. Uh, and you, of course, have borrowed from, you know, lots of very good films and borrowing happens all the time, you know, in films. You know, I don't think we ever get anything that's truly, truly original. And... You know, I think a lot of people also won't be aware of the references that it's making. You know, 
I assume that most 14-year-olds probably haven't seen Robocop, for example. You know, but it does leave the film feeling, you know, a little bit of a product of the past rather than something particularly exciting. Uh, and I would say that it's a very Blumhouse production in that regard, because you know, Blumhouse are a studio that they feel at home when they're producing throwbacks, you know, and they don't tend to, you know, dive headfirst into the, you know, the elevated stuff that, you know, they have done sometimes with Get Out, but this is, you know, more of, uh, I'd say, more of a purge type film from them. So at Creative Psychopaths, you know, we have a three-tier review system. Uh, it's either shit for bad, creative psychopath for good, or an ooh that's spooky for films that fall between those two. And it's the latter group that I'm going to put Megan into. Uh, it's certainly an enjoyable watch, and there's definitely franchise potential for the character. And unfortunately though, it just never quite hits the heights that it threatens to, and I think it possibly could do. Uh but yeah, I think that's it. It's certainly enjoyable, but I think there's something left on the table. But hopefully, we might get some sequels that uh, will delve into that stuff. So, if you've seen Megan, you know, let us know what you think. Join the Facebook group. Just go on Facebook and search for Creative Psychopaths and join the discussion. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Creative Psychopaths and you'll find us there. And. We're on Letterboxd at CP underscore podcast. And then you can find me personally on Twitter at I Like Dumb Movies and Letterboxd at Matthew Thornley, which is all one word. Uh, yeah, last but not least, thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.